hello there. Welcome to Biblical Chili. Why don't you follow me and I'll find a place for you to take that load off. The boys are just about to start. If you've been here before, welcome back. But if this is your first time, let me fill you in on a few details. You see, we speak openly about the Bible and our daily walk with Christ. And it's our continuing prayer that everyone that walks through those doors grows a little closer to Jesus every day. And I tell you what, you came at a great time too. The boys are walking through the entire Bible from cover to cover, one story at a time. Speaking of stories, we'd love to hear yours. So why don't you tell us all about it in that box below called comments. And after this is all over, if you like what you heard, on the way out, there's a button called subscribe. It's red and it's got a little bell next to it. Oh, and tell your friends. Oh, 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 here we go. Here's a nice seat right up front for you. Now you sit down and get comfortable. And I'd like to sit here and talk to you and get to know you better, but that was the dough. I got to go. Those boys had better get the lead out and get going. This crowd seems restless. I'm coming, I'm coming. Order up. Man, we are well on our way walking through Genesis. We are all the way to chapter six. I feel like we're racing. We're racing. We're racing because we're like, we're, we're only talking about like each chapter or so or each section for like a half hour, man. Ooh. There's just so much and so much of this stuff. Like throw it out there. So, Grab it quick. um, Mike, why don't you lead us off in prayer, man? <laughs> sure thing, brother. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the wonderful time you've given us. Thank you for this uh, fellowship of brotherhood. And thank you for the topics that we are discussing. And I pray you would just use it to glorify you and help somebody along their way. In your blessed name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thanks All for right. that. Hey, Justin, want to catch us up to where we're at? And what are we going to be talking about tonight? The recap. Okay. So we hit up Genesis 1 with the creation, the six days of creation, God rested on the seventh. Genesis 2, we hit up uh, what actually happened in the Garden of Eden and how that all uh, took place and how he had to name all the animals and Eve was created and uh, all that kind of stuff. And then we hit up chapter 3, which was the fall of man. And we we actually we had to stay here for quite a while because... We found out that it was actually much bigger than we thought. <laughs> and then we hit up chapter four, which is actually Cain and Abel. It's a story of Cain and Abel. Very sad story. The first two young men to ever be born to human beings in all of human history. And one of them killed the other. And then came Seth. And then we just did a live cast on the chapter chapter five, which is a it's a genealogy. But it was it was real interesting. Go back and find Biblical Chile on YouTube and... You guys can find that. It was it was a lot of fun because... Or on our Facebook. Let me put it this way. Or on Facebook. Thank you. Yep. The question that we kind of posed was, if you were able to live for a thousand years or almost a thousand years, what job would you take up or what skill would you master over that thousand years? So it was real interesting. So And now we're up to chapter six, which we're diving into... Um, we're diving... Terribly diving into the flood... <laughs> Actually, this isn't. This is going to be. Is this a high dive? Low dive? This is going to be kind of like the you open the the front door to the flood. We're not going to be quite into it because chapter seven is when the flood actually happens, but chapter six is kind of the the setting the, the stage. Yeah, setting the stage. Go ahead. So, let's talk about the elephant in the room here. What's that? Nephilim. Oh, Nephilim. Nephilim. Oh. In verse four, 
It is like one of the most controversial oh, man, words. No because some people say that it's just a word to talk about big people. Some people say that it is the sons of God have mated with the daughters of man to make giants and superheroes and things of that nature. I think that we just talked a little bit about this in the previous episode. A tiny bit, yeah. Before that, but we were talking a little bit about the environment. And yeah, on the live what cast it was, and why are why there was different. You know, you got all these different uh, genetic codes that were starting to, you know, become more di- prevalent in different people, and so giants were already there. They were already, you know, in, in existence in in the form right. of you know there was people starting to become bigger, and you know as as one person decided to marry this person, they were both big, and then guess what? And they had bigger kids concept you know uh the genetics were there and to think that a lot of this that where i talked to you about uh you know there was this thought that you know oh some people thought it was aliens and some people oh yeah you said aliens that's what it was we were trying to think about that what did he say and i was like aliens i've never heard of that one (laughs) there's like all these different like weird beliefs out there and this is one of them that I always thought was interesting because when I was, you know, growing up in the in the church, and I was like, "Wow, maybe that's where alien or where where people mated with angels, and that's where we got giants," you know. And I think that's where you're talking about. Oh, you know, and I heard a preacher go real plain on this, and when he did it, it was like, "Oh, you know that that makes a lot more sense." In the last chapter, it was genealogy, chapter five of the men of god the people through time all the way up until noah that were following god's ways those were the men of god um that's what this preacher was talking about and then i i started researching it out myself and i said oh okay so you have all these other people on the earth at this time there was more there were a lot of folks coming up you know but they weren't all following the way god was doing things and you think about how the sons of God, you think about those people we just talked about, chapter five, they, there was people amongst them, some of their kids, so forth, said, you know what? I like that girl over there. And she doesn't believe any of the things we believe. I'm marrying her. And away they would go. Right. Okay. And that's what that's actually referencing. And in the New Testament, the New Testament has a way of of taking something out of the Old Testament and making it a little bit clearer. God talks in the New Testament also about being unequally yoked and and you know marrying somebody that doesn't believe the same way you do, that you're going to fall into problems and have issues. Well, that's exactly what was happening here too. You know, they they decided to go away from the ways of of their parents and away from the way God was teaching them. And they started to have problems and other things were happening. And in this in this reference, you know, it starts talking about in verse four, and there were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and bare children unto them, and the same became mighty in which were of old, and men of renown. Okay. So if you start looking at how things were laid out and you, you don't think about, okay, it was angels or it was aliens or it was all this other weird stuff. 
you just keep it simple. And you look, you got two lines. You got the people that were following God and the people that weren't. Right. And that's, it's simple. That's how God does things. He keeps it simple. And if you just look at this chapter and you think, okay, you had the people that were following God and the people that weren't. And then you also reference what Justin was talking about, how uh, you have men left to themselves just start causing chaos and destruction because they're, you know, hey, I don't like the way you looked at me. I'm going to kill you. We're seeing some of that today. Uh, (laughs) And, and, you know, for lack of better term, I mean, we are. We're seeing that kind of mentality played out in our world. And so when it comes to uh, we've got to be careful how we look at things and, and we need to pay attention to how God set it up because, yeah, there might have been things that came out of it that were exciting and awesome. But then you know, on the flip side of that, you got to go, well, what happened in the end? You know, when it got down to Noah, who was left, <laughs> you know, all these awesome things were going on. Different things were happening. You started having giants, you know, bigger guys were coming out and you had people like Goliath and his brothers. Okay. Imagine people that were bigger than him. And I've, seen in history i think we've we've actually located um bodies and things like uh scientifically you know bodies that were huge in comparison to goliath oh definitely you know and and just the amazing fact that there was some really big people in the world (laughs) and stuff so the fact that you cross-eyed guinea pig somebody and they stabbed you for it has been going on for centuries Right, all the way back Centuries. to back to here. I mean, you're talking yes. all the way back to the beginning, bud. All the because way back to Cain and Abel. He lo- <laughs> he looked at him bad. <laughs> like. But uh, yeah, because I've I've experienced that. That was fun, fun childhood. Now here from uh from verse four going forward, um, it said that I'm gonna flip back and forth between King James and the NIV. Oh man. Oh, don't, yeah. don't hurt yourself. Can you translate? <laughs> Are you good? I, I am. It's a, I, I find it interesting, and I want uh. to dig deeper into it. But um, it said the Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God went to the daughters of humans and had children by them. They were the heroes of old, men of renown. This is now in the verse 5. And the Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth. And that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only was only evil all the time, and the Lord regretted that He had made human beings on earth, and His heart was deeply troubled. So He said, "I'll just wipe the face of the earth of them." Now, I'm gonna flip back to King James real quick because I like how it how it worded this, where it said that. It repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him in his heart. Yes. Later in the Bible, it tells you not to grieve the Holy Spirit. It tells you not to, you know, and, and this is exactly what the human race had done to God. Yeah. Is that he in its entirety. grieved him. Because he's just looking at it going, you only had one job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how we look at our kids today. You know, it's the same concept. You know, and, and, and yeah, 
And he's going to destroy everything. He says, I will destroy the, the man whom I've created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Thank right. you. Thank you, Noah, Thank for finding you, Noah. grace. <laughs> and Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Can you go over that again, please? Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Not the Stooges, but the sons of Noah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Sham, and I'm like, did he seriously Sh- just say Sham? Wow. <laughs> it said in the um, our last podcast how it said that people then started turning to God. That people started turning to God. And... It didn't say anything of them having a conversation or a repute with God until Noah, and he actually starts speaking to Noah. Like, Moses was writing all this, and it got to to this point where um, God was walking and talking with Adam and Eve every day, and then he even was talking to Cain and Abel, you know, giving yeses or noes, and then he was silent from that point all the way up till now. What in scripture? Because in scripture. I mean, you're talking about history here, so. Mm-hmm. And so now um, he's getting he's getting instructions from God, and it doesn't say what he did before, but right. make thee an <laughs> ark of gopher wood. Now, if I was to be told to make an ark, I don't think at that time an ark had even been created. Like. You want me to make what? What's it look like? Is it is it kind of like a like like a what? <laughs> you know, a house? You know, I'm I'm pretty sure that they had forms of of boats and things to go on the Water waters and things like that. You know, because again, these guys lived hundreds of years, and you know, they'll figure stuff out, right? You know, hey, I want I want some fish. You know, how do we get them? Well, let's make something and figure it out. You know, you know, again, you know, so I don't think the concept of a boat was was too far off. Okay. And again, I think that's another reason why he knew what God was talking about in a sense, like because they they were already doing stuff similar to this with some smaller vessels. Okay. Um, But the the size and structure in which he was building now, was just like that's where I want to wow. kick this in and I want to hand the reins over to Justin because he he kind of gave me a really cool look into this because how, what is a cubit what is a cubit well uh, before I go into that because this is going to explain what a cubit is uh, one thing we have to keep in mind when it comes to Genesis especially all of the pre flood stuff this is not coming from the context of Adam writing this or Noah writing this. This is Moses editing or writing or tailoring this out, which means that he's going to use the uh, knowledge of the day. So he's going to use modern terminology. So like if they, let's say they invented a, a, a drill bit to drill a hole into wood back then, they didn't have a name for it necessarily, but he's going to say, and Adam crafted a drill bit. You know what I mean? That's, that's, I'm just saying this. So we got to think of that. So when it comes to the, the cubit, we have to keep that in mind. It's I mean, we've, we've talked about this when reading the Bible. We got to think of the context. Right. This context, we can't jump into the story because this is someone else telling it from someone else's perspective. So this is like three, you know, third party telling story type of thing. So God said this to this man. So we're talking about three parties here, and 
So he's going to give dimensions according to his understanding. Moses was, for all intents and purposes, I'm not going to, not genetically, but he was Egyptian. He was raised Egyptian. Right. Which means learned. that. Yeah. Right. So, and he was actually trained in the Egyptian culture, the Egyptian mathematics, the Egyptian everything, which means that he understood what a cubit was. And a, the standard Egyptian cubit for the time of Moses was 18 and a half inches. So you take 18 and a half inches and I, I'll explain what a cubit is. <laughs> so, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. So you're saying the fact that it was. Go ahead. Egyptians were around when Moses was around, correct? Correct. So we're talking what pharaohish? Uh, Moses was around with Ramesses the yep. second. Okay, so they did actually have boats, and they were straw. Boats, oh yes, and they were actually large boats, and then also I do believe at the same time period because they during, did have some wooden ones. Yeah, but it was more towards the uh, Romans. The Romans had their own fleet and similar boats to that size. Right. Right. And, and well, I'm just saying they've always, we've always had like most of the boats that were uh, around that time that were actually like heavy wooden were just barges practically Yeah, because they were taking, you know, the treasures from the North and going down the Nile or the, from the South and going up the Nile, whatever the case was. Because they're using the heavier woods. So they had to make right. it larger. So it was actually displacing the water versus actually the lighter crafts that we have nowadays right. because it's lighter materials and it doesn't have to displace the water that much. Right. So, but a cubit is actually from elbow to finger, fingertip. That's, that's a cubit. But they had a standard Egyptian cubit, which was 18 and a half inches. So they would still use their elbow to fingertip whenever they were doing construction jobs, but they would note on my arm, 18 and a half inches. Well, I don't think mine comes to 18 and a half inches. Mine, mine probably comes to like 16 inches or something. Uh, but my point is, is they would know what their, what their cubit was. So, I mean, just take 18 and a half, multiply it out. Anybody got a calculator? No, but I got a phone. <laughs> 18 and a half by, what does it say? 300. Yep. It should, it should come out to roughly, you should multiply it out and then divide it by 12 and you'll get it in feet. 300 and a half divided by 462 and a half. Yep. It's almost 500 feet long. It's about how big that thing was. So that's, that's what you're looking at. So you're talking about something that's, 450 between 450 and 500 feet uh long so i mean we're not talking about a small ship yeah we're not talking about a, a rowboat here like we're talking about something that is literally seaworthy like the 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 most you know terrible storm that has ever hit this planet is about to hit the planet you know for for all of history which is the flood how big did you say it was how long about four would you say 65 mm -hmm. something like that Okay, the Titanic long width was about 92.5 feet. Okay, and then approximately... The Titanic? Eight, yes. No. 882. So the distance was like the width? 90. Yeah. Or the length. Because this so is the length. The length is 882.5. Right. I was going to say it was about half the length of the and Titanic. And then the other one was long ways was 92.5. Right. But I don't know. My my son and I measured this out one time down down our street. Like we actually measured it all out. We got a cubit and we actually measured and went the whole the whole stretch and we we know how big it is. It was a good sized boat, man. And I think it's neat that down in uh, was that Kentucky? 
they made a life-size version yep. of it essentially right you know yep. the ark encounter the ark encounter yep and just the shock and awe of how big that thing is if you were standing there well, if, like, if somebody whoa. wants to look at it what what ministry is that i know that's ken ham's oh, ministry what is it just answers in genesis answers in genesis, genesis. yep yeah, yep just the, yeah look the ark encounter, ark encounter it's awesome it's phenomenal so one one thing that i find interesting though about the what god told noah that he was going to put together here is he specifically stated the breath of life because i've i've heard he said when it comes to the animals that are going to go on the ark they have to have the breath of life and and they have to live this is uh in genesis 6 uh, this is verse 17. It talks about everything with the breath of life uh, on the earth shall die. And then it also, another reference says, has the breath of life and lives on dry land. I find that interesting because there's a lot of argument out there about, and we'll kind of get into this, uh, I, I guess that'll be next chapter, but there's a lot of argument out there that Noah couldn't have fit all the animals on the ark. And if if you guys want to look up a, a great, great video, it's called Debunked. And it's, it's a Christian man. It's the video guys. It is like five minutes long. It's awesome. And he covers the whole question. But the, the short story is, is God had criteria for the animals that were going to go. Correct. They had to have the breath of life and they had to live on dry land. So you're excluding all water creatures, not fish, water creatures. And you're also excluding all insects because you're not talking about insects. Insects technically don't breathe. I mean, they're going to travel anyways. Right, they're going to... So, I mean, it's not... Yeah, they, can, they can travel just fine on a log. They have to come on cockroaches, too. <laughs> they're just going in little holes and like hiding. <laughs> I see no light, you guys. We'll go. But it's just... it's I don't, I don't know. It's just interesting that the Ark was such a massive... And, I, I mean, we were talking about this the last episode, about how big people were... And about how, I mean, and there's a lot of theories about how, how large many of them were before the flood, but we know post flood, there's been skeletons found. Uh, I think the biggest one I've ever heard of was 16, 17 feet, like a human skeleton found. What was that? Goodness gracious. Right. That's like three of me. It is. It is crazy. That's over three of me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only five, five, man. I would literally come below this guy's like knees. (laughs) <laughs> i'm just saying they were you know they were very large but the thing is though is i mean if they were that big how hard was it actually to build this boat if you're thinking about that if you're right. three times that size that boat would only feel like say no 500 foot vessel it'd only be like maybe 100 feet you know <laughs> like right. yeah you. again we got to fall back on the how things were back then too and how strong they were and how capable they were of doing things you know, for them to create and make this boat, arc, whatever you, you know, it, it would have been not very hard for them to do physically. You know, and the biggest thing was for God to tell them how he wanted them to to make sure it was waterproof. You know, it talks the about fact pitch. That, the fact, yeah, the fact that he told them exactly what to do in reference to what type of wood he wanted them to use and what type of, you know, pitch he wanted. I want you to do it this and this, and this is how you put it together, and now go do it. Justin, you and I were talking before about how large this was because, you know, God God pretty much knew. God knew who was going to hop on the ark. But he wanted to make it large enough that to if accommodate. other people wanted to come on, then they would there would be room for everybody. 
It wasn't like, I made this little dinghy. It's filled with animals down here. You guys might be able to fit if we, like, sucked it in really good and <laughs> squeezed in the corner. No, there was plenty of room for the people in the area to hop on and listen to Noah and heed his warnings, heed his advice, but they chose not to. I know that's getting into well, the next they episode. Also, but. They also had enough animals on there. There was animals to eat. And, you know, the, the well, I, I wouldn't necessarily on. say that because God never gave permission to eat animals until after the flood. Because down here in uh, verse 21, right. take thou unto thee all the food that is eaten and thou shalt gather it to thee and it shall be for food for thee for and you, for them. And for them. Talking about the animals. Because that's what the end of that so chapter is talking about. And all the stuff that they needed to eat for however long they needed to be on there. So you're telling me this, this chapter is about him building the boat. Getting the proper supplies, so then when this rain came, it's 120 years later. Which at that point, well, we Earth, actually don't know how long it took him to build it. It just right. said he we preached for long, 120 yeah. years. He preached for 120. He he could have had that thing built in the first you 20 know, years, 10 years, yeah. something, you know. And then everybody just kept laughing at him, going, "Whoa, is it is it coming I mean, yet?" That was the case. I'd preach in like a different cage every single day. <laughs> <laughs> So, but essentially, let's talk about heart now, you guys. Let's go about this. Essentially, that's what it did. Like you, you brought up, and I I thought it was very, it was awesome that you brought up the fact that God says, "And the Lord was sorry that He made man." It wasn't that God changed His mind. God's not fickle. It's the fact that, and and I like how it was written. Um, uh, my Bible kind of like gives a a little uh, quandary on it when it when it comes to it. It says, while God is not fickle, his change of action is in direct response to humanity's change of heart. And that was why this whole thing happened. It had had nothing to do with God being like, okay, change my mind. I'm going to wipe them all out. It had everything to do with God saying, okay, this is going to get so out of hand that they're going to end up killing themselves. I've got to, I've got to intervene. I have to intervene. Well, that's like uh, that scripture that says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Each and every one of us. It says that God fearfully and wonderfully makes us. So does that mean God fears? No, not in the concept of fear that we have. His fear is that essentially that we're going to choose wrong and that we are going to end up in a place that we he didn't design for us. And, you know, he, he wants and desires for every one of his creation to choose his path and to choose his way, you know. And so it's just that same concept applies to, to him, you know, wanting to, I'm just going to annihilate this thing, get it over with, you know, there's nobody left. And then, oh, wait, there is Noah. I mean, he's you know? literally, he's literally hitting the reset button. And at the same time, and I know this is, this is a little bit later on, but. Like people talk about like today, and I know I don't want this is not political statement, okay? People talk a lot about global warming and all this other stuff, and I'm not I am not discounting all the factors involved. I'm not discounting that, okay? So like cars and all this, I'm, I'm sure that that has some percentage in it. But what we got to understand is because the Earth, because of the flood, it literally fractured our Earth like the like the seams on a baseball, and it literally put a timestamp. Okay, you have X amount of years left. Because from that moment on, it was getting warmer. Things, the ice caps have always been melting. Things were always falling apart. Erosion was constantly happening. 
Be why? Because we were no longer in that Edenic auto-regenerative world that it automatically was refixing itself. It literally collapsed. The earth collapsed upon itself. And that's where all the water is today, which we'll get into that, I'm sure, on the next episode about the flood itself. But what I'm saying is, is God gave us, yes, he gave us that, that second chance. Okay, Noah and his family is that second chance. But at the same time, he said, but there's a time limit. Everything is falling apart and you are going to destroy your own planet someday. Like, like I, I think, well, who is it? Paul talks about the groanings of the earth and how the earth is falling apart and groaning for regeneration, groaning for, you know, Christ to return type of thing. So it's, 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 it's amazingly sad because this destruction had to happen, but amazing, amazingly wonderful because God found somebody that was willing to listen to him. And God gave that opportunity. Yep, Noah found in grace and decided to choose that path. Your your phrase hasn't left my head. Fearfully and and wonderfully made. It's it's just stuck there because that that fits in with this because um, a few well, many podcasts back now we talked about fear and how oh. we're supposed to be fearful of the Lord and not afraid but in great respect and great adoration. That's the fear. Well, if we are made that way. He's not afraid of us, that he loves us so much, that respect that he pours into us and made us wonderfully. To be shunned, to be forgotten, to be cut off, that I I just made you, I put my, my life into you, and you're going to treat me like this. So they are, we are fearfully made because he, he knows us, he respects us, he... He, he loves us so much that, you know, he knows how many hairs are on our head. You know, he, he knows how long we're going to live. He knows everything about us because he pays that much attention to us. Right. And for humankind, save for Noah and his family, to turn their backs and make anybody want to go, <laughs> okay. Throw their hands up and just, uh, right. I'm done with this thing. So that's a really good bookend to end this episode on because – the next episode goes into things getting a little bit rocky in the earth. <laughs> <laughs> things get a little wet. <laughs> a bit wet, yes. So, Justin, you want to go ahead and, and uh, lead us out of here in prayer, and then we'll, we'll wrap this up? Certainly. Dear Lord, once again, we thank you for this time together. Uh, I pray, Father, that uh, you'll give us all someone we can share this with tomorrow. And I also pray, Lord, that you'll give us all safe trips home. And, and for those who are listening, Father, if they're driving, please keep them safe. And if they're just sitting at home and listening, Father, I pray that uh, uh, you'll give them the wisdom and keep them safe as well. Uh, Lord, until we meet again, we pray that uh, your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening. This is Tom. This has been Sully. This is Mike. This is Justin. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great day. Well, hello, everyone. Now that this is all over, I hope you had a great time. Now listen, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I'm closing up. And the boys gave me this note to let you know. You can get a hold of them on something called Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Podcast. Podcast? What are they, fishing for whales? Listen, folks, just look up Biblical Chili anywhere. I'm sure you'll be able to find them out there. And until, Lord willing, we'll see you again. May the Lord bless you. Goodbye. Do you think they're still listening?
I doubt it. There can't be that many people that listened all the way to the end of the track. Most will probably skip it. But in case you did, congratulations. You're one of the few. We love you. <laughs>